Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. I want to give as, as much time as possible to my dear, dear friend, Silent Guashavanu. And when, when Brian and I went to Africa, this, uh, our Mercy Hill sent Brian and I to Africa uh, two years ago, I believe, we stayed with Silent for two weeks straight. We ate together, we, we slept together, we hung out together, we, we taught together, we went to church together, we traveled together, we did everything together. And uh, Silent was, became to us just a dear, precious friend. And Silent is uh, a pastoring a church in the, the capital city of Harare in, um, in Zimbabwe. And so he's pastoring in the capital city, and he is not only a pastor of a local church, but they've also planted out numerous other churches from his church. And so he helps to oversee a network of churches that have been planted out um, right where he's at. And so the gospel, when, when we're there, the gospel is bearing fruit. Churches are being planted, families getting transformed, lives being changed, it is, I felt like it was the book of Acts in real life. When we were there, the, the testimonies of the, the miracles taking place, of the lives being changed, this is what the book of Acts looked like in the first century. And so it's, it's a great privilege to, to have him here. He, like I said, he's a dear friend. And coming here, I said, Silent, don't preach American, okay? You need to preach African to us. We need to hear what you have to say, so please don't hold anything back from us, okay? You bring what God has put in your heart for us. And these, we've been able to bring some um, men and women over from all over the world. And they have come with a deposit for us. For a long time, the American church has seen itself as the one sending out and, and importing and, and, and really being a blessing to the nations. But we've come to a place where the nations have grown up. And the church globally has come to a place where we in America need to receive from them as well. We don't just, we're not just givers, but we're also, in a sense, receivers because God has done a work in them and God's put a deposit in them that we ourselves need to receive and take hold of. And so it's a great privilege to honor my dear brother, Silent. Can we just welcome Silent? I wanted to uh, just give Silent, this is a, uh, an honorary membership certificate to Mercy Hill Church with Silent's name on there. So you're an honorary member of Mercy Hill Church. Thank you. So next time you're around, you'll be working in children's ministry. Right. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, like I said, he's a dear brother. And as, as we come, we bring our greetings to you and your family. Silent has a, a wife, Joyce, who's back at home with their four children. And uh, so just keep them in prayer as Silent's gone for two weeks and here in the States. Like I said, he's a dear brother. So as, we, as he comes, let's open our hearts to receive God's word. Um, here's my greeting in Shona. The Shona is the language I speak back home. Uh, Makadi... If I say Makadi, then you say Chiripo. Right. Makadi. Very good. (laughs) Chiripo simply means we are okay. Yeah. It's like, how are you? Then you say, 
we are well, we are okay. That's tiripo, which means we are, we are there. <laughs> okay. Like John said, my name is Silent Gwashavanu. Um, 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 just forgive me about my language. Uh, English, I, I, back home, I don't preach in English. We preach in Shona, 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 Shona. So um, I've, uh, English is my secondary language. Does that make sense? Yeah, we, we don't speak in, uh, English uh, back home. We, we, we speak in Shona. Um, in Zimbabwe, we've got two major languages, Shona and Ndebele. Um, but Shona is the one I, I speak. We, we, are, we are Shona people, okay? So like John said, my name is Silent Gwashawano. I'm married to Joyce, a beautiful wife. Um, uh, between us, we've got four children who are all boys. And we are done. We have had a meeting and said, let's cut it off. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, the first one is 21 years old. Uh, uh, Munavo Besta is also involved with the present worship team. He plays the keyboard. And the second one is 16 years old. Is uh, doing form for this year. The third one is 10, Salem. From the word Jerusalem, Salem, yeah, the fourth one will be turning four in May. Uh, so together as a family, we are serving the Lord in, in Zimbabwe. Um, yeah, my wife is very supportive. He runs the, the, the women's ministry. My son is, runs the, uh, he coordinates some youth uh, in, in the whole of Harare. And at the moment is busy mobilizing the youngsters for a conference in Zambia. So they are so excited to go and cross River Zambez into Zambia for the first time. So they are so excited about that and also is involved with the uh, praise and worship team. So we are serving the Lord together as a team out there. So thank you very much for releasing uh, John and Brian to come down uh, for some time, uh, spend some time with us. We took them to the bush, bush, bush. Uh, There's some ministry out there. Uh, it was lovely. It was lovely to have them. I uh, just want to thank Brian and, and Jane for looking after me. I'm staying with them. They're a lovely couple. Very helpful. I'm being treated like Adriana. Yeah. You know, have you eaten? Please wake up. It's time to go now. <laughs> have you brushed your teeth? You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're a lovely couple. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm here in the USA for the first time. When I got to know John and Brian, I never knew that one day I would travel such far to come down and you know, have a, a chat with you, get to know you people. Um, so I'm so excited to be in, in the USA for the first time. Uh, but uh, 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 the snow is very scary, <laughs> very dangerous. Inside is fine, but each time you walk out, shoo, <laughs> it's terrible, really, really terrible. Yeah, but uh, it's beautiful, isn't it? When we were about to land, everything was white, white. I thought probably all the buildings here in Chicago are painted white. 
Yeah, so, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's good to see you, uh, the Church of God. Thank you for praying for us. Uh, when we heard about us there, you never ceased to pray for us. You continue to remember us. Thank you very much for all your prayers. Uh, things are moving on very well that side. Like John has been saying, um, we, we, we have got uh, about 40 churches now in Zimbabwe and Mozambique. Okay? So myself and some other leaders, we are on the oversight of those churches. So I move around a lot in the countryside, in some of the townships, uh, doing some ministry, and, and I'm also involved in church planting and also the raising up of leaders and training of leaders, okay? And also, I'm also involved with Hope College. Have you heard of Hope College? Hope College was established under Global Horizon. Richard and Janet Bartrop, uh, the late uh, Richard Bartrop, are the founders of that uh, Hope College. So I went through that program in 2004 and 2005. So I'm one of the beneficiaries of that program. I know you guys have done a lot. Uh, you have seeded uh, in that program for many years. So I'm one of the products of, of, of that, of that um, ministry. So I'm so excited to be here today. Okay? Um, we are also involved with um, some orphans. Each, to, each time we go out to preach, in the rural areas, we have realized there are so many children who have not been going to school. They are home because some of them, they live in child-headed families, and some of them are being looked after by all very old grannies because their parents have, been, have died. Most of them have died of AIDS. You've heard about that? AIDS and other ailments. So um, in some of these remote areas, uh, those families, they cannot afford to pay school fees for many of these children. You know, you know how much is that? For a primary school kid, those people, they fail to raise $10 term. Sometimes $15, $20, $25, $30 for a secondary school going edge. So it, it really touched us so much that uh, we did compile um, a list of those kids who were not going at school at, school at the time. So what the Lord did was, we were just praying. We didn't know where the man would come from because we were all equally suffering, okay? Things were not going all that well with us because Zimbabwe has been going through hard times. Uh, we have a president who has overstayed. He has overstayed. Um, he is no longer relevant at all. We have known one president since... Uh, 1980, we got independence in 1980, so we have just known one president. So he's still there. Uh, so we have gone through hardships. 2008 was serious. 
There was no food, nothing. We were using some Zim dollars. If you want to go and buy a loaf of bread, you had so, so much amount of knots, okay? We were talking of, of trillions. You would buy a loaf of bread using a trillion, trillion dollar knot. It was, it was really terrible. I remember one of the days when this minister of finance was giving out a budget. He was talking of quintillions. I've never heard such kind of thing. He was talking of quintillions. So it was, it was, it was really, really terrible. So when we adopted the mouth currents, we were able then to import food. Now we, we are using the American dollar. So you guys are a blessing. Yeah, you are using your currency back home. Um, so we've got um, American dollar, uh, South African runs, a bit of uh, British pounds, but the British pounds are not very popular. But American dollar, that's what we use every day. Every day, it's American dollars. So you are helping us in every way. Okay? So this is uh, a, a short... Um, um, history about Zimbabwe and what we are doing and what we are involved in. Uh, But uh, basically the church is growing so much. The church is growing. So sometimes we, we, we are really, I'm really focusing much on raising up some leaders to take care of those churches. Like in October, the last church we planted in, in Mzarabani area, north of Mzarabani, we had a crusade, yeah, you've heard about the gospel crusade. It works, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't work here, but that side is still working very well. It's a great tool. We, we put up the PA system, the speakers, we play music, we sing, because there's, they don't have inter, any form of entertainment in the rural areas. There are no televisions, nothing. So when we put up those things, oh, people will gather, Okay. So that very day, that very week, I think we were there for about, that was in October, we were there for about three, four days. So right now as we speak, we've got a church which has got 50 members. From October, 50 members have been served. So yeah, God is, going, is doing wonders in that part of the, of the country. Okay? Anyway, let's just go. If you want, more, want to know more about me and the church out there, probably we can do it after the service. But let, let me just get into the Word of God. Okay. Um, I've been praying what I should say, what I should speak to you this morning. Um, I've been seeking the Lord even when I had, before I came here that I would be speaking at Mercy Church. I said, oh, those are my friends. Those are my friends. Yeah, thank you very much for releasing these two gentlemen. We had a great time with them. I want to repeat that again. We had a wonderful time. Uh, they were teaching. In, they taught in, in, in one of the Hope College programs in the city, and then we took them about 200 kilometers right into the bush in Mzarabani, a very hot area, 40 degrees, very 40 degrees Celsius. That's, those are the temperatures that side. So we took them out there. They were there ministering to a group of leaders. Yeah, it was good. It was good to have them. Uh, lovely, uh, lovely leaders, lovely men of God. Okay? So, um, yeah, let's just open the Word of God in Philippians chapter 1. 
Thank you very much for this award. It's an award giving week, isn't it? Uh, others here got some awards, and this is mine. Thank God that uh, uh, actually we are very much connected to this church. Mercy Church is on our is in us is in our church. Okay, so people always talk about Mercy Church. So I, I have asked Brian to grab some photos. They are out there. They are waiting for those photos. They want to see everything, these things, everything. Yeah, so um, I'm very, very excited to be here. Let's read Philippians chapter 1, verse, verse, I'll read from verse 3. Verse 3 says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So the theme of my sharing this morning is kingdom partnership. Kingdom partnership. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from this day, from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And then let me also read uh, Philippians chapter 2 now from verse 1. It says, if you have been encouraged from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. I think the summary of that passage could be in 2 chapter 5, but I'm not going to read that now, okay? So I'm talking about kingdom partnership. This is one of the letters which Paul wrote whilst he was in prison, okay? So um, he remembered the Philippians church because the Philippians church partnered with this man of God when he, for the purposes of the what? Of the gospel. Philippians church supported this man of God. Philippians church stood with this man of God for the purposes of what? Of the gospel. Hallelujah. Can you just tell somebody who is sitting next to you and say, be my partner in the gospel. Tell somebody who is sitting next to you that be my partner in the gospel. You seem not to be excited. 
partnership. I'm talking about partnership. Standing together in the gospel. Moving together in the gospel. There are times when Paul led so many things. So he's writing this letter in appreciation of what the church at Philippi did. Okay? So Jesus, we are in partnership with Jesus because we, the ministry does not belong to us. The ministries, our ministries belong to, to Jesus. So we are partnering together with Jesus because he is the head of the, what, of the ministry. So we are moving on together with Christ Jesus. We are united with him in spirit. We are united with him because wherever we serve, wherever we stand, whenever we stand up to serve, Jesus will be with us. Hallelujah. Jesus will move with us. Jesus will be with us, with us each time we stand, up to, we stand up to serve. So Paul says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. From the first day until now, being confident of this, that you who began a good work in you will carry it on. To completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So we need to remember that the ministry does not belong to anyone. Okay? The ministry belongs to Jesus. So Paul was very much appreciative of these men and women that they were able to stand with him during the time of lack. During the time when he needed so many things for him to fulfill, the, uh, to fulfill the preaching of the gospel. So these are the people who stood with him. Yeah, there are many other people who stood with him, but this time around, he remembered the church at Philippi because they had stood with this man of God, okay? So I'm talking about the kingdom partnership. There are some virtues which are looked at for people to be in really, really partnership or genuine partnership for the kingdom purposes. So this is where we say in in Philippians chapter 2 verse 1, he says, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, what that simply means is we are united with Jesus in all our serving. There's no way we can be able to serve without Jesus. Because Jesus is the head of the ministry. So I want to encourage you this morning that each one of you have got a special ministry. Maybe in this body, in this church. Okay? So I want you to realize that each time you stand up to serve, you are partnering with Jesus. Each time you are serving the Lord, you are partnering with him. Because he is the head of the what? Of the church. So he says, Paul says here, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. So we are united with, with Christ Jesus. We are partnering with Christ Jesus. We are serving together with Christ Jesus. 
Because of that unity we have with Christ Jesus, we are also partnering together. We are united with Christ Jesus. We are serving together with Christ Jesus. Therefore, in our midst, there are also links because we are partnering together in serving the purposes of the gospel. Hallelujah. So there are four things that Paul talks about in that passage. Uh, second, uh, uh, chapter 2 of the Philippians. He talks about love. Yeah, is that right? Which means love is one of the most important virtues of kingdom partners. Because without love, brothers, we cannot be able to partner together and serve the Lord effectively. We need to be inspired by the love of God in our lives. So love is the, is, is the centerpiece of everything because God himself demonstrated love, love towards us. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, He showed his love in us in that while we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. And John chapter 3 verse 16 says, He loved that he did what? He gave. Okay, so which means in whatever we do, in serving the Lord, brothers, we have got to be inspired by the love of God. We've got to be inspired by the love of God. Because without love, <laughs> we will serve in order to be seen. We will serve in order to be, for, the, for our names to become popular. You understand? So I think when the brothers here awarded me this certificate, it was not about, you know, raising up my name for me to be known in the USA that there's a one man, the silent Guashavanu. Who is a preacher, pastor in Heathcliff. But I think it's just, it's just in recognition. Just like what this Philippians church, I mean, what Paul is doing to the Philippians church. He says, I remember your service, brothers. I remember what you have done. I remember that you stood with me at the time when things were not moving on very well. You understand? Okay, so he talks about love. Love is very, very important. We need to be united. These things, they are here. Here, here in this church, there's love. I've seen uh, lovely people who are open to each one of us. We have seen people who are full of love. We have seen people who have moved out with us. We have seen people who are very much accommodative. We have seen Brian and Jane doing a wonderful, uh, a wonderful thing to accommodate a man of God from Africa in the house. So all those are kinds of love. But, G, but Paul says, increase that level. He says, go for it. Because love is one of the imprints of Christ Jesus, when somebody is united with the Christ, you will never be the same. So some of these virtues are going to be evident. They have got to be evident in, the, in your lives. Why? Because Jesus, you are united with Jesus Christ. So Paul says, brothers, hey, continue to express love. 
Why? Because you, have, you are united with Christ Jesus and God, who are all what? Love. Okay? And then point number two, he talks about unity. Is that right? Can you see anything about unity there in that passage? Yeah? There is unity, isn't it? Okay? He talks about unity. One in what? In spirit and in purpose. If we are united, if we move as one body, we can achieve so much for Jesus. Divided people, divided body of Christ, we cannot achieve much. We will spend most of the time probably attacking each other and talking negative things about each other. But Paul is encouraging the church at Philippi to stand united. Because if the body of Christ is united, they will achieve much for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Uh, Maybe if there's somebody who can read it, Romans 15, 15 verse 5 for me. Romans 15, verse 5. And also Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Harmony in one another. Unit of purpose. These are, we are different here. We, have got, we are people from different backgrounds, different people. But because now we are united in what? In Christ Jesus. What it simply means is that we will serve the purposes of God being united. Hallelujah. We will serve the purposes of God being united. We are different. Different backgrounds. Even the way we think sometimes is different, okay? But because now we are united, we are joined to Christ, we are partnering together, it means we have got to serve in what? In unity. We have to serve in unity. We have to serve in unity, in oneness. We have to serve in the, in the we have to serve in, in one spirit and purpose, okay? Uh, Colossians chapter 3 verse 14. Yeah, can you just read, please? Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. Yeah. Right, love binds everything together. Okay? So without love, again, we cannot be genuine partners. We cannot. We cannot be genuine partners if we don't have love. I'm talking about true love. I'm talking about true unity. Okay? Without unity, we cannot achieve much for Jesus Christ, okay? And then there's another point. Uh, another point there is humility, okay? Paul talks about what? Humility. The spirit of humbleness. This was not a virtue in the ancient world. People didn't want to be humble. But because of the teachings of Christ Jesus, hey, we have seen men and women who are embracing this new teaching of Christ Jesus being humble. People, they're humbling themselves. 
you know, for, for me, <laughs> that is one of the things I've, beaten, I've, I've benefited a lot from being humble. Uh, in 2004, um, already I was pastoring a church, already I was on the oversight of quite a number of churches. But when I heard of Hope College, I felt I should go and sit down that I can learn from what these other men of God would be teaching. So I would leave my family, go to, to Zambia, spend five weeks in Lusaka, and then I would go back. And then we would go there, so we would go to Lusaka, Zambia, three times a year. I would sit down so that, that, so that these men of God, I can learn from them. So that is, I have benefited a lot. Why? Because I was, very, I was humble enough to sit at the feet of these other men of God whilst they speak in my life. I've benefited a lot. So from Hope College, that's when I got to know all these other people, all people, all these people in the global horizon. I got to know them when I started going to Hope College. So to tell you the truth, I have benefited a lot. So being humble is one of the virtues which Jesus Christ looked uh, uh, being humble is one of the virtues that Jesus requires of us. He wants us to be very much humble in our dealings as a body or also in the community where we are serving. We have got to be very, very humble. We should not look highly at each, at, at each other. Okay? We have got to be humble. We have got to consider others better than, your, than yourselves. This is what I thought. We, have got many, we had many churches during that time, but I thought I was going to learn. I was going to benefit when these other men of God will be sharing. Because we are gifted differently. Hello? We are gifted differently. Okay? So um, I've benefited a lot. Can somebody read First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 to 6? First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 to 6. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the what? To the humble. It was going to be impossible for me to be able to come to the USA. It was real. I never dreamt of this. I never, never dreamt of this. So I'm so excited to be here. We have heard about you. We had heard about the USA. But I never knew that one day I'll be able to travel and come down and spend time with you. I know all these are the fruits of, of, of me being humble. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So consider others better than yourselves. Consider others better than yourselves. We don't have to speak highly of ourselves. But you've got to consider others better than what? Better than ourselves. So that is what the, some of the virtues which are expected of people who are partnering in the what? In the kingdom of God. Okay? That's the point I want to mention there. I think, can you find compassion there? Yeah? Okay? Okay? It says uh, in verse 3, do, not, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. I think John have explained a little bit about the water project, water project back home. Um, yes, because Harare, there's a lot of rural urban migration. Because of poverty, many people are coming in thousands into the city. Okay, so the city council is failing to provide water for all the residents because you know dwellings are just cropping up everywhere, every day. So many of the people, they don't have water. So others have dug some shallow, shallow wells, okay, where they just, you know, draw water, whether it is, uh, where one would, wouldn't think of that water can be very dangerous. Why? Because of desperation, they'll just take that water, drink, use it in their families. So uh, a friend of ours visited my house um, uh, two years back. Definitely they found there was no water. The tips are there, the toilet, everything is there, but there's no water, okay? So you have to go to rush, run somewhere else to go and fetch some water, some water okay, to bring. That's the water we use. So he later on offered to drill a borehole right at my house for us to be able to have clean water. Okay, but the Holy Spirit said, no. If you are going to get that water, it is only my family who will benefit. It will be private. Okay, so we said, thank you very much for this, but I would love you to drill the water at a public place, at the church site, where many of the people can also be able to benefit. So I, I, now as we speak, a thousand families that are benefiting from the water project. A thousand families they are benefiting. And we have seen about 10 families we have come to know the Lord through that water project. So we should not be people who just look to, to our own interests, but we have got also to look to the interests of others. Uh, community service, where people are struggling in the community, we have got to help them. Here's another story about the orphans. So when we compiled a list of these orphans, uh, I was struggling. We didn't have enough school fees to pay for my children. Some of the time you would see these kids would be home having been sent away by the headmasters to come back. But sometimes I would have failed to pay, what, to pay school fees. But when we were also preaching and ministering, we thought these children are worse off. 
They are worse off. I'm struggling, but these ones, they are worse off. They can't even pay $10 a term, three months. they couldn't be able to pay. So we compiled a list and said, God, can you just intervene in the lives of these children? Can you just intervene? Yes, so we sell the idea to many of the people and said, brothers, who can help these children? So a family would say, we will pay for Chipo. Another family would say, we will pay for Susan. And another family would say, we will pay for dinner. So at the, at the beginning of every term, you know, the people would bring some, some money. We gather the money. And even if my children would be in my house, I was faithful to take every cent to those orphans in the rural areas. Very faithful. I would take every cent and pay for those. So we have been paying school fees for 40 children. One of the, stu- one of the uh, 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 children is now at a university. He's in his second year. Joseph, we have been paying school fees for him. Many people have been helping. They have been partnering with us. Here's what happened. So that when we started this program, paying school fees for all these children... My own children were equally suffering. Sometimes they would spend three, four, five days in the home. Why? Because we didn't have school fees to pay for them. This is what happened when we started paying school fees for those children. Here is a call. Are you Pastor Silent Gwashavanu? I said, yes. Are you working in Mzarabani, in the remote areas of Mzarabani? We understand you are working there. Would you mind if you can be able to take us there? We want to gather a group of pastors that will be able to tell them what we are doing, how we can be able to help orphans, how we can be able to uh, uh, help even the pastors, those pastors who are working in the rural areas. I said, yes, I'm free. We can just go. Then they said, we are a board of, we are a trustee. We work for a trustee. We help pastors' children to go to school. We help also orphans through Capenum Trust. But for, those, the, for all the pastors who are working in the urban areas, we have closed. Okay? We have closed. We only have places for people or pastors who are working in the, what? In the, in the rural areas. Then I said, well, that's fine. So I took them to Mzarabani from Arare. We gathered all the pastors in that area, so they began to share what they do, that they help orphans, that they also help uh, pastors' children. And then we came back to Arare. Then the following morning, the same lady calls. He says, Pastor, please come to my office. We want you to fill in some forms. We want to support your children's school fees. So ever since, for the, ever since, all my three boys' school fees is being paid for by that organization. My son, first son now is at the university, they are paying. The other one is going at a very good boarding school. Even if I was working, I was not be, even if if I was having a secular job, I was not going to be able to pay for these schools. 
My first son was also at a boarding school. My second son is at a, a boarding school. The other one, we stayed. They are paying all the school fees. We just made the school, I mean, the school uniforms. That's what we do. Just the school uniforms. They have been paying. Even this little one, who is three years old, who will be turning four in May, I know they are going to pay for. So if I was greedy, okay, and just look at my own interests, the Lord would have never intervened in my own situation. So we have got to save the community. Even these youngsters, these children, the people who said they want to help them, they are just paying school fees. But these are the children. Sometimes you find them, they go to school, no shoes. They walk about five, you talk about miles here, they walk about four, five miles, no shoes. Going to school every day and back. But God is faithful. So we are just praying that if, if all goes well, because of the hardships, because of the economy which is going down, we are trusting God that probably we could just uh, 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 start a feeding program for some of these children in Mzarabani so that we can be able to give them lunch after school so that if they go home, if they don't find anything to eat at home, we know next day they will come back and then they have a meal. So we are trusting God for that. I'm praying. I want you to pray for me so that we can be able to achieve this, so that we can be able to help those children. So God has done so much for me. God has done so much for us. Okay? And that is the same area also. The Lord also provided about 15 heifers. You call them heifers, yeah? Yeah, cattle, yeah, cows, cows, yeah? Heifers, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, this same organization. They said, you guys, you have, got, you, have got, you have got some ministry in the, right there in the rural areas. They said, we, we have got a pilot project which we want to start. So we are going to give widows and orphans in your church 15 heifers. So we gave them to the, these families. The idea is uh, they take care of this heifer so when this when it gives out maybe three cows, yeah, and then we, 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 we move it on to another family, okay? So that these will have maybe three, I don't know, I don't know. But that, 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 that's the thing, that, that, is, that is the whole idea. So that these people can use those, uh, those animals for plowing their food, and somehow they get empowered somehow, rather than just giving them food. But, uh, you know, that was a kind of empowering program. So this is what Jesus has, is doing and he continues to do in our ministry. So these are the virtues of people who are partnering in the kingdom. We need these king, king things. These are the imprints of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we are united with the Son of Man. Jesus, even in all his miracles, even the way he served, he was uh, pushed or he was inspired by compassion and love for people. So we need to have these things in our lives. May God bless you. Thank you so much.